0: Welcome to Fly on the Wall, a podcast where you have the opportunity to listen in on a live coaching conversation. Please make sure to like and subscribe. And now for today's episode.
1: Welcome to Fly on the Wall. Today we're talking with Pastor Brandon Bennett from New Mexico, and we're talking about how to create balance in family and ministry. Let's join the coaching conversation. Man, how can I, how can I serve you today? What's on your mind?
0: Well, just wanting to get with you. Uh, and again, I appreciate you inviting me to be a part of this. Yeah, and so, absolutely. Uh, I know that with coaching and stuff like that, I appreciate all that you've been investing into myself and then to our team and, yeah. and look forward to some great things coming. You know, yeah. one of the questions that I always ask uh, every individual that, that I love to glean from is wisdom. And one of the things that I like to learn is that um, things that what you have experienced in your life, Uh, To where if you could ask or give advice, I'm sorry, to your younger version of yourself, what Mm -hmm. would be some good nuggets that you would share, uh, especially for individuals that are of a young (laughs) state that are that are growing and developing? Uh, So that way you can glean from some wisdom. So that would be one of the first and foremost that I just wanted to pose to you.
1: Yeah, no, that's a that's a great question. I love that question. Man, the things that I would. Say to my younger self, uh, I think I would look at it, Brandon, as some of the things that um mistakes I've made or or things that I wish I would have done differently. Uh, I would say the first one is um I would say to myself, to stay focused. Uh, I have a tendency of uh getting excited about the new shiny thing uh in ministry or you know, an idea or a concept. Um, and I, 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 I think there's a few times where I, the result would have been, I think, a lot better had I just stayed focused, uh, you know, uh, rather than, OK, now I'm going to go do this and now I'm going to go do this and now I'm going to go do this. Uh, <clears throat> you know, it's uh, it's the person that tries the diet and they go to the next one, they go to the next one or the person that works out. But then there's a new way of working out, then a new way of working out. And it's like and then they stop and then they go and it would probably just be a lot better if you just were consistent. Uh, and I think I'm, um, rather than just being consistent with, okay, these are the lanes. This is the way I need to, I end up adding a fourth lane and a fifth lane and a sixth lane to my life. And I wish I would have just, um, there's seasons where I felt like I chased new lanes and I should have stayed in the lanes I was in. Uh, I didn't leave those lanes. I just added more lanes, which deludes your strength. So, um, I think that would be one thing for sure. Uh, The other thing that I would say to myself, I I remember one specific season where I felt like I was, uh, I'm I'm leading a church, I'm, uh, we're growing, things are going great. Um, And then, you know, you get to a point where um, certain people start to complain, they have issues, they want appointments with you. You don't want to lose them. You don't want to lose their influence. You don't want to lose the resources that they help to provide. And so as a result, you find yourself chasing something to appease them, chasing, I'll start the new program. I'll start the new Bible study. I'll do whatever I got to do to appease this group versus staying true to who you are and what you do. Um, I wish I would have done that better. Uh, I wish I would have stayed more um true to the calling and to the mission rather than bowing or giving in to, uh, a few squeaky wills, uh, wow. that, you know, didn't like something for a certain reason or whatever. Uh, I wish I would have just stayed true to it. Um, you know, one of my friends, <clears throat> um, he's got a very large church. A few years back, we were in the green room at a big event. We were both speaking at a very large event. And he, he, uh, he said, uh, in one of his, uh, versions of membership. He doesn't do membership does like partnership or whatever, but he has this whole list of here are 10 reasons why we're not the church for you. (laughs) So (laughs) Before anybody says that's their church home, let me give you 10 reasons why we're not the church for you. And what he's really saying is, Hey, before you marry us, it's it's easier to get a divorce before you get married. So before you decide to marry us and become part of us, here's 10 things that you need to know. And no matter how much you complain, it ain't going to change. This is who we are. And if that's not for you, that's great. There's another church down the street for you, but we're not the one. And that's gutsy, but I admire that. Like, this is who we are. That's is not for you. That's cool. Versus let's get them involved, let them gain influence. Three years down the road, they start complaining. Then you finally got to draw the line and then they get upset and they take their toys and their friends with them. It's like, why not just say it up front? and not do that. So I wish I would have stayed in my lanes uh, a little bit better. I wish I would have been more true to the mission, vision, strategy, values, all that, uh, rather than leaning or bowing. Um, I wish I would have done, done that.
0: Uh, I would add one
1: more real quick. And that is, um, which I wrote a book, came out a couple months ago, my newest book, Saving Your Church From Itself. That is written from hearing a million stories from coaching guys that go through the pain of when one other staff member goes toxic and goes sideways on them. And it comes from my own pain. Um, I wish I would have done what that book says to do more often in my life. That is recognize the early signs of drifting and the early signs of toxic and deal with it. Uh, Because on a few different occasions, I think I let it go too long. I wish I would have dealt with it earlier. So there you go. There's three big things I would have done. differently, And I think that, uh, yeah, I, I hope young pastors that are listening take this into consideration because if you can, if you can stay in those, those three things I talked about and learn from them, probably save yourself a lot of heartache.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. I, I had heard one time that a individual was saying that with ministry, your threshold of tolerance has to grow along with it because it's, Ministry is not for the faint of heart, but being able to glean from wisdom of that, that's one of the things that as as just relating to me of that I have learned over my life is uh, many different questions ask about longevity, staying in, things that you learn. I think you can learn of just as many things of where people had to jump some hurdles in ministry as much as success. Right. Uh, so that way you can actually not have to experience some pain. Right. Uh, okay. but one of the one of the greatest quotes I ever heard is that I've learned a lot of things of what not to do. <laughs>
1: yeah. <Yep. laughs> yeah. I got a whole. People ask me what to do. I'm like, what not to do? I got, <laughs> I've got about 150 of those because I did them and messed up and created created additional pain for myself. Problems. Yeah, absolutely. so
0: good, so good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I let me let me shoot another one across yeah. the bow there. Uh, yeah. What helps to keep balance and focus with family and ministry to keep family and ministry healthy?
1: Mm, yeah, that's a well. I think first is uh, well. I think it's a great question. You know, um, I think it's a great question because I think a lot of guys face. Burnout sometimes, they feel like quitting. We're having a massive amount of pastors quit more than ever before right now. Um, we're in a season of that. I mean, all you have to do is Google clergy's leaving ministry, and you'll find articles from secular people to Christian people. Uh, it's amazing how much that's happening. So, great question. I, I do think, first, the awareness that it has to happen, you have to know that. Um, I think, secondly, uh i think you have to be aware of it i think it's an important part of it i think you have to have some pretty clear boundaries of when things start and stop i think you have to realize that you are a priest to your home first yeah but anything else you're a priest to your home first i am a huge baseball fan uh been to all 30 stadiums as as you know uh and um i love baseball uh so i watched this i think it's on netflix I watch um, this uh, Netflix uh, thing about Nolan Ryan called Facing Nolan. And uh, if you haven't seen it, it's really good and uh, really, really good. And, you know, the guy's got like 51 different records that he holds and the most shutouts, the most strikeouts. I mean, the guy's got, you know, uh, ever in history. Uh, So no one's ever accomplished the stuff that he's accomplished anyway. So. Now he's, I don't know, in his late 60s or something, 70s, I don't know. And he's interviewing, like, his the, 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 they're interviewing his adult son, adult daughters, you know, whatever. And uh, um, I lo- one of the daughters said something. She said, we would go and watch my dad play, uh, you know, Rangers or, or I think play for the Rangers and the Astros. But we watched my, my, watched my dad play uh, and we'd sit in the audience, you know, and watch him play or whatever. And then we go out into the, you know the family area or whatever and wait for him to come out of the locker room or wait for whatever. And she said, sometimes he would be the last to come out. and Sometimes it'd be 30 more minutes before he'd come out. The last person would come out, would be 30 more minutes than he would come out. Wow. The interviewer person said, why does he do that? Well, and then they said, well, because he's waiting to make sure that all his nerves are calm, that he's totally relaxed. So when he comes out, he is dad and husband and not baseball player. I thought, okay, let's take that. Let's move that over to ministry. When I'm home I'm dad and husband, I'm not pastor. So-and-so I'm not talking about the problems. I'm not talking about the issues. And the fact that he had to wait inside of a locker room for an hour, the family did had to wait for this guy for Nolan Ryan, their dad to come out was funny that he would make them wait. But also I think brilliant because he was separating the two. I got to be Dad and husband, I can't be, come in, talk about the baseball game, talk about the umpire, talk about what went wrong, talk about what the manager said to him, talk about what the coach said to him. He comes out and, she, and, and the daughter said, never talk about baseball. Never would talk about the manager, the coach, the umpire this. When he, was, when he was with us, he was dad and husband. And I just think that is such a brilliant uh, thing for us to learn from on how to keep that balance. Yeah.
0: That's so good. Yeah. I, that's so powerful because you think about how that in, in longevity with ministry, that if, you know, scripturally, if a man can't handle his own home, well, how can he handle the house of God? Right. Then you have the potency. It's if if you're bringing the hard stuff home, like one of the greatest lessons I ever learned was from Rick Warren when he said, I, I got a special place for all of the things that go on in ministry right outside the door before I go inside the home mm. he says all the counseling sessions, all the hard meetings, all of the things that transpire. He says, I, I named it the spot. And he says, I put it in the spot because he, he made the decision that anytime he goes in and out of that door, he can choose to pick it up as he's leaving but he chooses not to carry it in. Yeah. How powerful is that? That
1: is so good. Yeah. I, I love that. I, and, you know, and that may just be a symbol, maybe a plant on your front porch that you just touch when you walk in and you're like, I'm touching this cause I'm giving, I'm putting it at this spot and I'm not pastor minister counseling problem with the board. I'm now dad and husband and, uh, such a great, reminder for all of us to to keep that in balance you know because success outside
0: the home will never compensate for failure within it absolutely and, uh so it's good That's so powerful yeah. yeah i i would much rather win at home in private than i would in public yep yep absolutely I'd absolutely see My That's family. Good. excellent yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah well i'm gonna shoot another one across your back yeah. What, yeah, would yeah, be yeah, the, yeah. yeah what would be the difference of of just your wisdom what would you say the difference between leading And leading well,
1: Ah, (laughs) leading and leading well—that's great. Uh, Wow, that's a good question. Leading and leading well. Um, Well, I would first thing that would come to my mind is I would view it from the from the eyes of the follower. They they follow you because they have to, or they follow because they want to. I think that's a big difference um i think people can get caught in a church and caught in a ministry or caught in a business an organization and you know on a business side you kind of have to follow the guy because he's the boss and you need a job on the church side i guess you could find another church but your kids are already involved there and you really love it and it's close by your house and so and you know you're trying to honor god but you're not really thrilled about following this leader uh and you do it more because you have to rather than doing it because you want to. And I, I think that's the, and I think that's really the dis, the difference between leading from a position of, a, of dictator or authority, or leading from a position of influence. You know, if you lead from a position uh, of authority or kind of a dictator type of a thing, um, then you know, I think you get compliance. And that's another thing. I think if you're more of that dictator or you're that kind of that you're the leader and you're leading, but you're strong, maybe a little bit rude, maybe a little bit, you know, not caring, you're not encouraging, you're not thinking about all that stuff. You're leading from that dictating, from that authority, I'm leading from a position of authority, you know, like I'm in charge. You're gonna get compliance. You know? The problem is you're going to get compliance and you're going to think you have alignment because from authority, you get compliance from influence. You get alignment. And when you get compliance, you confuse it with alignment. Hey, they all love me. No one's complaining. They appreciate me. They all sing my praises. Yeah. In front of you because you signed their check as a staff member, but they're not aligned with you. So I would, again, I view it from the, the follower you have to, or you want to, And then I would view it and I would ask the person leading. I think leading is I'm the authority. I'm leading and I got compliance. Okay. I'm leading well. Leading well is I'm leading from a position of influence and I don't have compliance. I have alignment. I think that's completely different. And I think you can confuse compliant with alignment. If you're not careful, you can be very blind to it, but that's what, that's how I would, that's how I would view that. I think there's, I think there's a difference between leading and leading well. Leading is you've got the badge that says you're the leader, okay. People follow you because they have to, okay. They comply because they have to, okay, <laughs> or no, they want to, and you're and they're aligned with you, and they'll they'll climb the hill with you. I think that's completely different, and um, how you get there might be a little bit different as well. But but it is very different, very different between leading and truly leading well.
0: Yeah, that's powerful. That's powerful. Yeah, I I was spending time in Philippians chapter one and uh, verses seven through nine, uh, but I was just reading how Paul he was ministering to his disciples, the people he's talking about taking the gospel to the nations, and he was talking about how that when some preach, sometimes it puts shame on his shackles. Yeah, but as you do it with love that accelerates the gospel which spoke so many volumes the same way that you were sharing with me of leading and leading well is that is the gospel just for my own consumption Mm -hmm. so that others follow me or is it portrayed through love so that others can win in a relationship with him yeah so selfless versus selfish um Mm -hmm. that from leading a leading well thank you so much that was powerful yeah just to to keep that balance within itself
1: yeah It is, you know, and I think uh, um, yeah, finding that, you know, and and how you how you lead or lead well, uh, you can't lead from title, you know, I'm the boss, I'm the authority, you have to lead from influence. If you want to grow a church, you want to move it in the right way and you want it to be healthy, you know, you have to do that. And um, I think you have to, (laughs) I think it's always interesting to step back and really wonder what's it like to be on my team? What do wow. people actually think and feel and say when I'm not around? Uh, and I think, you know, one of the greatest jobs of any leader is to define reality. I think you got to define that reality. Are you leading from authority or are you leading from influence? Are you getting compliance or are you getting alignment? Because they're completely different. Completely different. Uh, and uh, so, yeah. Cool, man. Anything else on your mind today?
0: Uh, let's see. As, as far as that, um, great dialogue. I appreciate that. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Thank oh, yeah. you for the wisdom drops, and uh, yeah. uh, it still keeps standing out to me in my mind of the question that you posed to us when we we did our our staff meeting together. yeah of uh, you know what what do you, when you observe yourself to make the necessary adjustment, what do you feel uh, brings or attracts people to you or re- mm-hmm. repels people from you? Yeah, so it's a constant reminder in in just my life of how that I want to accelerate so much more and, and being in the uncomfortable zone as far as stretching and growing of what God has me to be.
1: Yeah. So so I
0: appreciate you. I appreciate Well,
1: Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll wrap up our, our time here today with, I think putting those two together, you know, you've got, okay, are you leading from a position of influence or authority? Are you getting compliance? You get alignment, you know, okay. Now then how do you actually get that? You know, and I think you have to ask those tough questions, you know, it's like, are people compelled to me or repelled? You know, do I attract people to me or do I, do I, you know, not attract people to me? Do people want to stay away from me? And being that attractional leader, I think you have to balance care and candor. I think you have to be a person of encouragement. I think you have to bring out the best in them. I think you have to be, uh, as my friend, Doug Grassick says, be a leader worth following, uh, you know, be the kind of leader that you would want to follow, you know, encouraging, inspiring, caring, wanting the best, helping you, resourcing you, believing in you, um, you know, balancing caring, candor, care being, I care about you. I love you. Let's let me encourage you. But candor being, I I want to be honest with you too, but in a a right way, right tone, but I need to be honest because you don't have caring candor. You're going to have unhealth, Uh, but being that attractional leader, is such an important thing, you know, um, and uh, learning to have people gravitate to you and being that a leader that people just want to be around. So, well, man, dude, it's always great hanging out with you. Appreciate you, dude. And, uh, yes, sir.
0: Appreciate you. you. and Yeah. I'm sure we'll be visiting here again soon.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Good to see you, man. Have a good day, buddy.
0: You too, sir. Take care. See you. all night. Thanks for stopping by today. We hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and to be on the lookout for more podcasts from Fly on the Wall. See you next time.